Hi there, everyone. I'm Gwen Jones, and welcome once again to the I'm a Rotarian podcast, the weekly podcast where I introduce you to amazing people that proudly call themselves Rotarians. Well, this week on the show, we're talking scouting. That's right, scouting. In fact, we're going to talk to the president of the Rotary Club of the Friendship Knot, Mr. Pat Curley pretty cool, huh? In fact, scouting has quite a history in Rotary, as you will find out. So join me, won't you? We're talking scouting this week on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I have a really cool show ahead of me because I'm going to get educated about scouting and the relationship between scouting and Rotary, which goes back for a very long time. Pat Curley is here with me today, and he is the Rotary president of the Fellowship Knot. Now. Of the Friendship Knot. Of the Friendship Knot. And I said fellowship. So I'm already starting off this interview like crappy, but... Friendship not as a Girl Scout and as a Boy Scout, you may know that may ring a bell, but uh, Pat's here to tell us a whole bunch of fun stuff. Welcome to the show. Besides me screwing up what you're the president of, thank you for joining me. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to get the elephant in the room out of the way so we can talk about you as a Rotarian and you as a Scout. Um Scouting has taken some bruises, a girl scouting, boy scouting, all kinds of scouting. Could you please tell me the difference between scouting and per se the Boy Scouts of America? Okay, so let's let's go way let's get the elephant to, out of the room. <laughs> yeah, let's get, go way back to 1910. And, okay, um, so Baden Powell, who is the founder of scouting, um was the hero of the Boer War. He came back from the Boer War. And of course, this was early 1900s. There wasn't a lot of radio or television. There was just press. Mm-hmm. And uh, they made a big deal of him. He was the Star Wars at the time. And wow. when he came back to England, he noticed a bunch of young boys dressed up like South African Rangers, which is what we think of the old-fashioned Boy Scout uniform. The, the shorts and kind of the, the khaki shirt and the, the scarf around the neck and, and that the, kind of the stuff. The campaign hat, yes. The campaign hat, right. Okay. And so um, he was actually an educational reformer and uh, was very convinced that um, uh, values education and um, uh, hands-on uh, education was really important. You got to remember, this was the 1900s. We were training kids to be in factories. Um, right, and, yeah. right. So, so, of course, they they weren't listening much to him. So he decided to start his own little program. And he went out to a uh, little island, Brown Sea Island, with oh, about 100 boys or so. And um, at that time, you know, you can imagine the levels of illiteracy um, uh, of kids. And he was like, I got to get these kids interested. Well, he knew these were English boys. And uh, he said, I know they all know one story. King Arthur, Knights of the Round Table. He says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to knight these kids. And that's actually where the scout law came from. It was the code of the knight. Um, Wow. And and so he did a lot of character development. And and he did some uh, military scouting skills. Later on... um, I was going to say, is, no, is someone trying to? Is somebody trying to pound through the door in the background? There, are you okay? Oh, I am right outside of the Marine Corps base camp of June, and what you're hearing is artillery. No. Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, you, the whole building shakes. <laughs> it, it sounded like wait, somebody wait, was trying to get into right a now. Oh my god. Oh my god. I thought I thought that somebody was really desperately trying to open up a filing cabinet next to you. No, no. That, I think okay. I think that's 105 uh, howitzers that are firing. I'm a retired marine and it keeps me sharper. I get to do my weapons identification during the day. Oh my god. Okay, so please as you were. Okay. Go ahead. So back, back to Baden-Powell. So anyways, girls started showing up. And uh, Baden-Powell's sister actually started the Girl Guide movement. And um, which one would assume turned into the Girl Scouts? Well, well, no, they still have Girl Guides and Girl Scouts. Oh, okay. All right. All around the world. Um, Then young kids started showing up and uh, he started a young kid program. He had an army buddy of his get involved. He wrote a book called The Jungle Book. And that's where Cub Scouts came from. Um, Baden-Powell's brother said, well, you know, boys need to learn how to sail boats. And that's where sea scouting came from is Baden-Powell's brother actually wrote sea scouting for boys. So scouting all came from one family. Um, And And different interests in that family. Yes. And you know what? And actually, when it started, it was kind of paramilitary training. Uh, If you look in the original scout books, they show you how to do close order drill and martial arts with a with a hiking stick with a with a scout staff. after and the you know, I still have I still have an old I still have my father's Boy Scout manual, which had how to do a tourniquet and how to stop bleeding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it had it had some down and dirty stuff in it. Sure. For my dad. Yeah. Um, and so uh, scouting has gone on for quite some time. And after the First World War, when Baden-Powell saw the destruction in the world and saw the world fighting each other, he changed, he turned scouting around. He said, you know what? We can bring peace to the world through our youth. And um, he turned scouting into a world peace movement of young people. Um, And that's where the world jamboree started. And so every four years, there's a world jamboree where all the scouts around the world get together for two weeks and they just, they share in fellowship and brotherhood. I went to the World Jamboree here in 2019. It was the second time it was held in the United States. And I get to go camping with um, uh, well over 50,000 kids from 175 different countries. And it was fan, and, and it was just, it was love. It was sharing. It was just the, mo- the most uh, inspirational time I ever had in my life. Um, wow. And I want to add to this, this is where I got my idea for a scouting and rotary uh, uh, or a rotary club focused on scouting at the World Jamboree. And I believe it's at, uh, at the National Jamborees and all the other Jamborees. They actually had a luncheon for scouting Rotarians and there were well over 600 um, scouting Rotarians at the World Jamboree from around the world. Um, So a scouting, so I'm sorry to interrupt you, but a scouting Rotarian, is that somebody who was in scouts as a kid or is in some form of scouting now, like as a a, a leader of them or something like that? Yes. So it's anybody who's involved in scouting. So they have the International Fellowship of Scouting Rotarians, which is one of our fellowships. Right. It's anybody who's a Rotarian who's also a scouter and you would be absolutely shocked at how many there are, um, just because our vision 
and our values and our mission are so much in uh, intertwined. Um, I and I want to talk a little bit more about the history. So, scout units look much different in other countries, various countries, okay. depending on where you're at. Um, when Boy Scouting started in the United States, over 50% of all the scout units were chartered by Rotary Clubs. Rotary International, in fact, uh, Paul Harris and James E. West, our founder of scouting, were close, close friends. Um, so we had a long history with scouting. A, in Rotary. Well, from the very beginning. From the very beginning. Okay. And, uh, you know, if you think about it, um, uh, Boy Scouts promise to help other people at all times, and Rotarians help to um, have service above self. Um, our, you know, if you take away, if you took a look at our four-way test and you look at the Scout Oath, they're very, very, very much the same. So um, it's it was the initial youth program to actually develop young um, young citizens. Um, several scout units are uh, interact clubs, and they actually had a luncheon for scouting interact clubs around the world. Um, and then there's an older branch of scouting. Now, the U.S. doesn't have that older branch, but most of the rest of the world does. It's called Rovers, and Rovers are 18 to 26-year-olds. That age group sound familiar to you? Yeah, that would be our interact. Exactly. Okay. And as a matter of fact, this month, um, we just started the Rotaract Club of the Friendship Knot sponsored by our club because we had a lot of young scouters that were very excited about what we were doing and they wanted a piece of that. What's your location? Wow. Okay. So, so is the Boy Scouts of America and scouting two separate entities? You will see that all Boy Scouts of America um, on their left breast were a purple patch with a scout logo on it. Okay. That means they are part of the world organization of scouting movements. Um, I don't believe the Girl Scouts belong to that organization. They belong no. to the World Organization of Girl Scouts and Girl Guides, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, there are other organizations in scouting um, that aren't parts of the Boy Scouts of America. I actually belong to Rovering for Life, uh, which is part of the Baiting Pile Scouting Organization, which is part of the Independent Scouting um, uh, Association. Uh, which is another world scouting group. So there's all kinds of scouting groups. Um, mm -hmm. Scouting is a, is a movement. It's a philosophy. And uh, so the Boy Scouts aren't just this little, you know, we, we are the, the organization that is a representative of the world scouting organization in the United States. Well, and, and you know what, like I said, I, I wanted to, to take care of the elephant in the room. And I'm just going to say this statement to our listeners is that we're not here as a conflict show today. Mm -hmm. We're here to express scouting and, and the relationship with Rotary, which I think is great. And, you know, Shakespeare said, kill all the lawyers because there's some awful lawyers in the world. And there's some people who have not, let's just say, uh, been the greatest representation of Rotary or have not been the greatest representation of scouting and that's all we need to, to say about it because I, I really I'm really fascinated by this history I had no idea that Paul Harris and scouting were that intertwined for over a hundred years I truly had no idea and um, I think it's also really important to say that just as rotary has changed scouting has changed um, and so there 
If that wasn't enough, and if I didn't ask the right question, you can send me my hate mail at rotarianpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Because oh, um, You know what? What do they say? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? True. I, I want to put this in, and this is my opinion. I'm not speaking on behalf of anybody. I think this is something that people need to understand also. That in the organization, the Boy Scouts of America, there are no boys. There's no kids. The Boy Scouts of America is a chartering organization. It's a curriculum. It's something that they provide to an organization. So, for example, if I was a member of a Rotary Club and I wanted to start a youth program, I could become a chartering partner and I get a charter that allows me to use the scouting methods, the scouting emblems and the logos to run a youth program in my club. The Boy Scouts do not pick out the leaders. My chartering organization picks those leaders out. We manage them. We vent them. We make sure that uh, they are the proper kids to put in front of, uh, of um, young people. So if you take a look at all the scouting programs in the world, um, the number one chartering organization is the Mormon church, followed by the Methodist church, followed by the Catholic church. Those organizations picked their leaders and ran their programs. What the Boy Scouts of America has said is during the 1950s and during the 1960s, they did not provide a youth protection training program uh, for those organizations to use. They also felt that because of some one reason, politics or whatever, that individuals might have been identified with those organizations that scout councils might have been aware of and didn't take action. But let's remember something. Those organizations didn't take action either. The Boy Scouts stepped up and said, we, you're, you know, we're going to be accountable for, for what we're liable for, which is we should have had a youth protection um, training and a policy in place. And we're taking responsibility for that. Um, and that's something people need to know when they say, well, were you a Boy Scout? They should say, were you a Boy Scout with, you know, the Rotary Club of Chicago, or were you a Boy Scout with the Catholic Church, or were you, because those are where those kids met, those are the leaders they encountered. Um, there was nobody who was an employee of the Boy Scouts of America um, that was in direct contact with those kids. And uh, and I think people need to, I mean, if you look at things in that context, um, then it may but, change your mind a bit. Yeah, you know, and, and thank you, Pat, for going there, because I I and I and I do I do want to put a pin in this and and because this is not why we sure. had our conversation today, but thank you thank you for being vulnerable enough to actually um, like I said I'm I'm here to learn, and um, I know that Rotary cannot sit back on its morals over the last hundred and some odd years. We've made mistakes to the point that we had to go all the way to the Supreme Court to let mm-hmm. girls play with us and not have it be a boys only club. So we have our own shadows. So um, sure. thank you. I, I really I think, appreciate it. Yeah, we're, we're evolving as a species. And, you know, <laughs> wow, who knew it? Darwin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, that's a science teacher in me. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I mean, adapt or die. 
you know, I mean, and now we have, you know, there's always going to be snags in any world organization. I know when we talked to Jennifer Jones and I, you know, and she mentioned that there are still some men only clubs, guess what? There's still some women only clubs too. And Mm -hmm. we have, you know, we have rotary clubs in countries that are insisting on different ways of life or have different rules under different either governmental or religious things. And having a world organization means you're going to have world organizational problems and scouting is a world organization. I guess that is a, is that a fair thing to say? So it needs to, yeah. So it needs to adapt. It needs to adapt. So, so thank you. I really appreciate it. Let's get to some of those questions that everyone knows. And I know you're going to be looking at it with two eyes. You're going to be looking at it as president of the friendship, not let's not screw that up because (laughs) so, and as well as just a Rotarian yourself, but, I want to know what's your earliest recollection of Rotary? And I guess in your way, I would say, which came first, the scouting or the Rotary wheel? Isn't that funny that you should ask that? So <laughs> I, re- I retired from the Marine Corps. I was in the infantry for about 20 years. And, wow. Thank you uh, for your service. Um, and I got out and I was like, so what do I know how to do? I can camp, I can hike and be in charge of people. So I became a professional Boy Scout. I actually uh, got commissioned as a a senior scout executive. Um, I was sent to uh, the the area that I'm in. And um, part of being a scout executive is we are required to be part of the community. So we are, you know, every scout executive is encouraged to be involved with everything from Salvation Army to Kiwanis to Rotary, things like that. Um, and when you check in as a new executive, they have friends of scouting, friends who are in the area. And um, I had a gentleman who, uh, he, I mean, the first day I checked in, called me up. You got to come to my rotary meeting. Um, <laughs> and so I came to the rotary meeting to the Jacksonville Noon Club, which was a fairly large. Okay. And um, uh, I was there to network. I was there to get. So that, that was kind of your first what? what you thought you might want to join Rotary is really for the networking? I had no networking? idea what Rotary was, to tell you the truth. Okay, um, fair I, enough. Yeah, I was looking for OPM, other people's money. I was looking to raise funds and support units and, um, you know, get resources for kids. That's what I was, that was, uh, that's what I was there for. Um, and so that that was my first experience as far as Rotary goes. Shaking hands, making connections, you know, for Boy Scouts. So you really, you really came in it from a, from a Boy Scout first. As a business. It was a business. As a a business. Okay. So then what made you then want to join Rotary? Do we now, do we have that click? Are you as much as a Rotarian now as you are a Scouter? No. Um, So I, I'm going to say that every single club that I can know, I know of has two different types of members. They have members and then they have Rotarians. Hmm. You know, the members okay. are there to get the contacts. So the, the, you know, they're the, they, the, you know, the local real estate agent who's starting a business and said, Hey, I got to I got to make sure I can, you know, um, rub no elbows. friend of a friend and rub elbows. Okay. And he's there and he'll volunteer for stuff or she'll volunteer for stuff that looks, makes it good for their business. And, uh, but then you get the Rotarian and there's, um, there's something wrong with us. Um, all of a sudden, I ran into some of the most loving, giving, 
generous people I ever met in my life. And I was like, wow, I like, I want to be with these people. I want to identify mm. with these people. Um, they gave and they were there when, when, when there was times of trouble, they were there. Yeah. Um, just full of energy and happiness and joy. And, you know, they, they had no problem with calling you up and saying, Hey, Pat, can you go help me uh, collect food for this hurricane victim effort mm -hmm. we're doing? And how can, I mean, I was like, I just loved hanging out with those people. Yeah. And I think we've that's had several story. people say that their best friends are their other fellow Rotarians. Yeah. And so mm. I no longer identified myself as a member of Rotary. I identified myself as a Rotarian. Um, it's a nice so click. Here's the rest of the story. So I did that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And my wife said, you know what? This scouting stuff, your kids are growing up without you. You're you're at the Campery, the Weebelore, the Arrow Light Ceremony, you're the camp director all summer long. And I had two daughters, they're like, they never see you. You're out in your little Boy Scout shorts camping out in the woods someplace all the time. <laughs> and, and so, um, and it was, and that's a tough job because your job as a professional is do all the things that volunteers don't want to do. Um, mm. And so I was at a school doing a Boy Scout rally and was talking to the principal and I said, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of making a career change. She said, why don't you start teaching? And uh, I said, ah, maybe, I, I don't know. She says, if, if you ever want to send me your, your resume, let me take a look at it and tell you where you're at. And uh, one day I just had one of those days where I, I sent it to her and she said, I can hire you on the spot right now. And, uh, and so I left scouting and I started teaching middle school. Wow. And so as a middle school teacher, you can't go to the Golden Corral for lunch on Tuesday afternoon. You know, you're kind of busy. <laughs> yes. So I had to leave the club and mm. um, I really missed the people. I missed being a Rotarian. Um, I, no, let me correct this. I was still a Rotarian. I just missed the meetings. Paying, I missed paying all my dues. It's right. And, okay. And, and listening to the, 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 the speakers on, on the afternoon. But I just missed being around those people. Um, I taught for a while. Um, and I, I actually ended up uh, doing a, a doctoral research on um, environmental education and at-risk kids. And, um, and I ended up working at an alternative school. Uh, and that's a funny story because I'm back. Uh, <laughs> but then I worked for the central office. And then I ended up working for NC State University as a director of outreach for the Center for Marine Sciences. And... Wow. Um, at that time, I was able to go back to Rotary meetings. So I went as soon as I was eligible, I showed up there the first. Actually, I was looking for a free lunch, um, <laughs> but I showed up there and uh, joined and got right back into the fray. And uh, um, but and scouting just, was still in your heart a little bit there, too. You know, so it, now you're both. It's it's there forever. You know, once yeah. you're once you're a Rotarian, you don't get out. You know, it's right. a sentence. It's in the bloodstream. <laughs> yes. So one of our favorite questions uh, is about pins, and sometimes it doesn't fit into the to the the interview that that much because we're we're off on other tangents. But the Boy Scouts have patches, right? And Rotarians have pins. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what your favorite patch is, and I want to know what your favorite pin is when it comes to Rotary. 
and boy and scouting. Look, I've stumped him. No, I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. well, I know what my, my I know what my favorite pin is. Okay. It's the next one. Oh, uh, okay. Well and, said. Um, and so for scouting and rotary, um, I would have to say uh, they're not, it's not a badge. It kind of is a badge, but my wood badge. Um, and that's a leather thong that you wear on your neck with two wooden beads. And that is like the highest level of uh, scout leader training. And it's kind of a prestigious thing that uh, most scouters that you see, They'll wear a tan neckerchief and then the, the wood badge beads. And that's kind of a, an achievement that uh, is important. And is that something that's easily known? Like all the other scouters are going to immediately oh, know. Do you have that around, around the world? The, around the world. And it, you actually have, you're assigned to patrols. And the patrols are the same around the world, mostly. So I'm an antelope. And um, I've actually ran into antelopes in Africa. I've ran into an, antelopes in uh, all over the place. Um, wow. And I will tell you where I wore my neckerchief. Uh, I, I wore the International Fellowship of Scouting Rotarians has a neckerchief. I wore that at the World Jamboree and I put my rotary pin on that. And I met more people and I still have lifelong friends um, just from wearing that pin. They'd see that and say, oh, you're a Rotarian. And we'd open a conversation. And uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Definitely. I do have a pin that says Rotary Geek, which I do like a lot. I have one of those too. Yeah. My friend Ron gave me one of those. I I have I am new into pins, but I I have had wow. a chance to talk to uh, uh, Ed Book here for the podcast, who runs the Fellowship of Pins, where uh, I got I got a crash course on pins. So I, I yeah, I'm, I'm turning. Well, if, you, the if you look behind me, I have a shadow box with my military awards and recognitions. I see that. And I'm also in, uh, I'm still in the Marine Corps League and I'm in the Coast Guard Auxiliary. So I bring home medals and pins on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, and it, I, get it a, is, I get a dirty look from the wife. She's like, You're, what, are you doing this for a pin? I'm like, look at that. It's a nice pin. It's got three different colors in it. Are you kidding me? I tell you. I, yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny because when, when we interviewed Ed Book, he is also a police officer. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, with police officers, it's patches and pins so his office had rotary pins and policemen's patches so i th- i think it's you know everybody's a collector of something i love you know it what? I, I think i think napoleon said a man would give his life for five cents worth of ribbon wow okay that I mean that somehow makes a lot of sense because i've seen rotarians do an awful lot for mm-hmm. a piece of metal that they can put <laughs> including myself uh, i will throw myself under the bus so well, is Please. So if I can share this with you. So we started this Rotary Club with a friendship knot, which is any scouter. Um, okay. And when we had a discussion about um, our, you know, we're around the world. We've got, what I think, 18 countries in our, in our club. Um, we actually created a special neckerchief. And the neckerchief awesome. has the royal blue of Rotary on one side mm-hmm. and then the uh, violet purple of the world scouting movement on the other side. And so when you tie them together in a friendship knot, you combine the rotary and the scouting. Um, but we thought this would be a great symbol that we could wear. Um, we're, we're, we're still in the process of ordering them, but the deal was at every rotary event and every scouting event, members of our club would wear that. And that would be our symbol that we have um, 
Uh, and we even had discussions about what a cool place to keep your pins. Amen. I love it. Oh, that's great. So there must be with these two lines that, that you live, um, is there an inspirational experience? Is there an experience through scouting and or through rotary that every time you think of it, it kind of brings a smile to your face and you're like, yeah, I, I know why I'm doing this. This this feels good. Oh, the, the World Jamboree. Yeah. The World Jamboree was by far the most inspirational thing I've ever done in my life. I, I almost tear up every time I even think about it. Um, Is it because of the future that you feel that? Do you feel the that that makes you feel that the future of the world is in pretty good hands? I mean, what is it? What does it oh, make yeah. you feel? Yeah, well, and and you know what? It was like do yourself a favor sometime and just look up World Scouting Jamboree nineteen, and okay. you'll see the videos. Phenomenal, just phenomenal. Um, I've never seen it. Like I was like, we can do this as a world. You know, we, it was just, like I said, it was, there was, you could like feel the love. You could feel how excited these young people were um, to be together like this. And that was kind of Baden Powell's vision. It's like, we can't kill each other if we're all friends. You know, we can't fight with each other if we're all friends. And, um, and the next world jamboree is in Korea. And uh, I hope that I can go because it, it, I would say it was a rotary experience. Um, it was it was everything rotary wants the world to be in one one place. It really yeah. was. It was fantastic. Awesome. Well, you mentioned when we first started that there was a scouting oath that all the that the the young scouters uh, take. And here in Rotary, we have a four way test. So. I usually ask people, what does the four-way test mean to you? But I'm going to put a little tweak on it with you because you're coming at us from both worlds. What is the, how do they compare? How does the four-way test and the club uh, and the the boy and the scouting oath compare? Are they a lot alike? Are they different? They're exactly they, alike. They're exactly alike. So if, what is, if, what if, is, if, if you look at, if you look at the spirit of them, okay? So the four-way mm -hmm. test with, is it the truth? Is it fair at all concerned? Does it build goodwill and better friendships? Is it beneficial for all concerned? Mm -hmm. The scout law, is the scout is trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Um, you know, if you think about the spirits that a scout oath on my honor, I'll do my best to do my duty to God in my country, to obey the scout law, to help other people at all times, to keep myself physically strong, mentally awake and morally straight. Isn't what that what rotary wants you to do? Isn't that what the four way test is all about? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Wouldn't you couldn't you imagine having a bunch of employees or a bunch of young Marines who all took that oath? who live by those standards that, yeah, that, that they want it. And, and we've talked about it on the four-way test that especially is it fair to all concerns doesn't necessarily mean do you get your way? And is it your, is it the truth? You know, nowadays it's almost like, well, this is my truth, which may be different than your truth. So how can we work together for a greater good of all concerned? I mean, those are some of the things that mm -hmm. have brought up. Well, you know, it's interesting in our in, in our world. Um, I work with teenagers. I work with at-risk teenagers. 
and I do an exercise with them. I say, what are your rights? And most of them know their rights because they've had them read to them several times. Okay. Um, and we list all our rights. And then I say, so what are your responsibilities? Hmm. And they don't, like, you can, you have the right to free speech. You can say anything you want, but what's your responsibility? Right. When you're using that free speech. The old fire in a crowded room kind of statement that you, you well, can say it, but there's a responsibility to that. Or is it the truth? So what if it's the truth? Is it fair to everybody? Does it build better goodwill and better friendships? Maybe you know the truth and you need to keep your mouth shut. Um, you know, because it, it doesn't have the other three points of that, uh, of that four-way test. You know, if I understand it correctly, the four-way test has to, yeah, it has to pass all four points in order for, you, for it to be something you think, say, or do. Wow. This, yeah, that's kind of an interesting, that, that's a new spin. And I thought I've heard a spin on the four-way test for, you know, I'm in my fifth season now. So it's, so you're basically saying sometimes the best part of being the four-way test is to just hold your tongue sometimes instead if of. If it's beneficial to all concerned. I like it. That I, I, it's going to, that's something over my coffee I'm going to have to think about today. That's actually a really, a really valid point. It kind of it's it goes back to being responsible for your own actions, which was what you were just speaking of. Hmm. Hmm. Sir, I like it. So then that leads us to our other motto, which is service above self, which to me, the interlocking of service above self for rotary and using the same words of service above self for for scouting. To me, Sorry, I have to I, I have to pause for a second. Yes. Sure. OK, I'll go get them. All right. Uh-oh, am I losing you for kids? No, fish. Oh, fish. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I'll cut that out, no problem. Um No, so, I sir- actually I I'm teaching hands-on outdoor learning and I teach all sciences, um biology, chemistry, earth environmental science, uh etc. and I'm using aquaponics. We're raising tilapia. Uh and then we, we built an entire ecosystem where the kids are going to be growing vegetables and stuff using fish waste from the tilapia. And uh, we're growing. Well, then I may just, then I'm, we're just going to keep it in. We're not going to cut that out because that's just like super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you can. I call it fish tacos. We're growing everything we need to make a fish taco. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fantastic. All right. So back to the question then service okay. above self. They've got to intertwine scouting and rotary and service above self to me seem incredibly intertwined as far absolutely. as. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I saw a thing, probably Facebook or something. And it said um, most people strive to be um, successful. Others hmm. strive to be satisfied. Okay. And I think about this service above self to just, you know, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, okay, I, you know, I done my deeds. I, I made my, uh, my successes. I'm, I'm married to a beautiful woman, have a happy home. You've done the checklist. Kids, checked all the boxes off. Checked all the boxes. And, now it's, and actually I was going to retire about a year or so ago. And I said, you know what, I'm going, I'm going to go back in the woods and play with those kids some more. And, uh, and it's all about giving it's if I can, I, and what made me do that, I had one young man I ran into that said, you know what, um, you really changed my life. And, uh, 
you know, and I, and I thought, wow, I can change somebody else's life too. So that's, that's what it's all about. So I'm at the point where it's no longer important to get the badges. It's no longer important to be the big scout leader leading from the front um, or the teacher who gets the awards and all that stuff. Now it's a matter of let's um, work towards satisfaction and let's look at, uh, you know, can we make a real difference in the world and can we impact the lives of a lot of people? Mm, I like that idea. Was that was that too deep for you? No, I love it. On the on the, on on the contrary, go 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 go. So, what do you think the impression of Rotary is to the rest of the world? That's a good question. You know, I don't know if a lot of Americans know what Rotary is. I don't think they really know. You know, um, they know the wheel. The wheel is one of the most. I don't know if they they noticed. see the wheel, but I don't know if right. they know what they think we're another one of the. You know, we might as well. We could be the Moose Lodge, or we could be the Kiwanis Club, or the Eagles, or it's just a bunch of old people sitting around eating lunch and doing stuff for the community. I'm not sure if they really look at it like like that. You know, um, yeah. I think in some parts of the world where Rotary is involved with like polio and uh, mm-hmm. plus and. And mosquito netting those, and i mean it's it's huge in Africa right now we are booming on the african continent absolutely sure. booming sure and india and places like mm-hmm. that they, when they see rotary they think you know there's hope there's um these people are here to help us right and i just because because we're all fat and happy in our country i don't know if people are really they they associate rotary that much um I think they still look at it kind of like this, a little elitist group. And I think we're changing that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, but, but that's what I think anyways, I yeah. think certain people look at that. And, so I just have a couple more questions and I thank you for, you know, fitting me in between the, uh, the huge uh, bombing blasts and the tilapia fish coming in and the welcome uh, to my kids. Life. <laughs> I know I was like, <laughs> The bombs, the fish, the kids getting them off to school and after your class. So where do you think Rotary and for that matter, scouting, where do you think they can grow in the future? Because because I will openly admit when I think of scouting, I think of maybe of it, that it's almost a dying out thing. And I'm sorry to say that oh, I will eat my words only here. Only here. Okay. So, so gonna, same type of thing as Rotary then. Then I'm going to give you a challenge. Please do. You I'm know ready. where Rotary's going and you want to know okay. where scouting go, is going. They're actually going in the same direction. So okay. if you look at the, the now seven areas of focus for Rotary, they've yep. included environmental issues. Absolutely. And if you look up scouts for SDGs, which is sustainable development goals, you will probably fall over. Am I going to find some? You're going to go, wow. <laughs> some, wow. So okay. if you take a look at the, uh, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, both the scouting organization and Rotary, and I'm sure some other organizations have embraced those. And that really needs to be our true area of focus. Okay. And that's all I, I agree. got to say about that. Well, yeah, and I agree because it, it always seems very interesting now that we have environment. It, if we're going to look at 
any of these problems it, like a pyramid to me it's like the environment has to be at the top otherwise you're not going to have clean water or you're not going to have you know infantile you know mortality go down and you're not going to have it's it's all a chain reaction from well, the top environmental down environmental issues are poverty issues if you really think about right. it right so you know absolutely so um I'm on the, with the last question that I always give all my all my guests is the elevator pitch question, but I'm going to make you do it twice. <laughs> I'm going to make you if I notice your rotary pin and I say, why would I want to join rotary? I want to hear what you'd say. And then if I see you with that awesome scarf, excuse me, I said scarf, the, you know, if I see you with your your rotary scouting uh What's the right word? I'm sorry. What do you call it? Okay, scarf. Okay, scarf. okay. sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, use the wrong vernacular there. And I said, "Well, I have a son or daughter. Why should they join scouting? What do you say to both of those? Both of those pitches. Both of those questions. Okay. So, why should you want to join Rotary? Well, I love the new Rotary vision statement. And I think that should be part of it. But, you know, if you do, you really want to be a part of something bigger than yourself and something that's going to make a true impact on the world. Um, do you believe in, in, a, in a global vision of the world uh, and surrounding yourself with people who have a passion for making the world a better place? That's a reason why you want to join Rotary. Why should your kid join scouting? Well, you know, suppose you want your kid to go to college. Okay. Everybody's got sports. Everybody's mm -hmm. got music. Everybody's got good SATs. But if you take a look at scouting, um, through their scouting experience, they're learning how to be a better citizen, how to be a global citizen, how to um, have empathy to a many different people, how to be part of an organization, how to be a leader. Um, and those traits and qualities, um, I mean, if you think about um, the highest rank in the Boy Scouts is the Eagle Scout. If you think, oh. hi, if you think of, um, you know, an Eagle Scout, who wouldn't want their child to be like that, to be recognized as somebody who is a community leader, who can accomplish many different things and not just focus mm -hmm. on one thing. And uh, that would be my elevator speech. Hopefully it's got more than a couple of floors because that's a long speech. Yeah, it is a long, yeah, especially if I ask you both on the same elevator, we better be hitting the Empire right. State we'll Building. Well, just push the down button on the other just question. <laughs> Absolutely. Pat, thank you so much for being a part of this. I know that we went back and forth trying to make this work and people had schedules. Um, I thank you so much for going there as far as scouting and some of the, the tough times it may have had, because it sounds to me like scouting right now and its relationship with Rotary is pretty fantastic. So thank you for the education, teacher. Yes, and, and, <laughs> and please look at those websites. Look up that Scouts for SDGs. It will completely change your mind about what scouting does. Yeah, and I hope this changes a lot of people's minds. I know we, my particular club, Rotary Club of Woodby Westside, we do sponsor a Cub Scout group. And I was the first, I was the radical that said, well, I need to check this out. I need to make sure that this is the best to all concerned. And because of 
miscommunications I had. And I went and did my research. And that's one of the reasons why I'm having you on my show is that I know scouting for me as far as Girl Scouts was one of the one of the most awesome parts of my childhood. And I know scouting around the world is a pretty amazing organization for a lot of kids. So again, Pat, I thank you so much for taking time. Yes, I'm on my way. Uh Uh-oh, look at that, we're losing you. Yes, I'm on my way. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, Uh thank you. (laughs) I'm losing you to fish and tacos, quick. The the fish are taking, well, yeah, they gotta get in the water. So can I share one thing with you before I leave? Please do, go for it. So I actually spoke to a Rotary Club here in North Carolina about the importance of scouting. And I started my talk off with, if you were in scouts, either Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts, or had a child in scouting, could you please stand up? And everybody but one person in a room stood up. Wow. And I said, you know what? One of the best reasons why you should be supporting scouts is because that's where Rotarians come from. Wow. Now, see, that could have been your elevator pitch and we would have made it by the opening and the closing of the door right there. <laughs> right. But you already talked about having the difference between members and Rotarians. Mm-hmm. You get somebody with a scouting background, they're already a Rotarian. They get it. They, they get, get the it. service to others. They get that part. And it's just it just kind of flows easily from one end to the other. That's right. It does. Thank you so much, Pat, for taking up a very busy day for you to fit me in. I really appreciate it. A normal day. Oh, my gosh. Please stay safe out there. Get those fish into the water for Pete's sake. (laughs) And it's been such an honor to meet you. I thank you for taking the time for me. Okay. Thank you very much for entertaining me. And now I checked off one of my goals of uh, having our club involved in a media event. Woo! Okay, sounds good. I'll let you know when it goes up. Okay, thank you. <laughs> bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. I'm a media event. Ooh, I feel so honored. Thank you, Pat, not only for showing us the uh, whole world of scouting, but the history lesson to get everything started was really awesome. And the intertwining of rotary and scouting in a scarf just sounds perfect. Thank you again, Pat. It was wonderful to talk to you. And it's wonderful to talk to you out there, podcasters. And if you know somebody that I should be talking to, please let me know. RotarianPod at gmail.com. And of course, tell a friend about the podcast. You can listen to the podcast on what any platform you feel comfy about. All right, then. Time to say goodbye. Until next week. Take care of yourself and the world around you. Have a wonderful week, and I'll hear you next time on the I'm a Rotarian podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone.